Hello, and welcome to a VO's Journey podcast. My name is Anthony Pika, and this show is all about helping the new and upcoming voiceover artists grow their business and sidestep all the crazy things that I seem to step on. Well, I am excited today to bring you an episode that uh, is going to start off a couple of episodes on voice acting tutorials. We're going to be going over a bunch of different things that, uh, as a voiceover actor, you really need to know uh, master even to become uh, the success I think that we all are looking to become in this business. So I'm going to be talking uh, today specifically about expressiveness. And I, I, you know, this is where we are emphasizing different uh, words and putting accents and different things on them. And I'm going to dive into that in this episode and hopefully we'll we'll get you some, uh, some good info. All right, let's do it. This is VO's Journey. With your host, the incomparable Anthony Pika. All right, so... Thank you and welcome back. It's good to be doing episode number 174, I believe. And uh, yeah, so I, you know, I put out a poll recently on my YouTube channel about what people uh, that were, you know, members of a VO's journey, at least from YouTube, you know, what they were looking for and, and senses of videos and content. And as I uh, got the numbers back, you know, it's become almost about 50% of the votes. And it was a decent amount of votes. I mean, you know, it wasn't thousands of votes, but it was still a decent amount of votes. And about 50% was voice acting tutorials. Uh, so, you know, that was something that I think uh, is pretty cool. So I thought I would do this... Um, I would do this series and I'm going to be doing, you know, a series here as well as on YouTube. So I wanted to start off here with expressiveness. Now, the coolest thing is uh, uh, there are, to me, expressiveness is one of those things where really can make or break your voiceover. And it, it can do it in many ways. One, it could be, you know, you are, you know, emphasizing the wrong types of words, Okay, uh, or they're emphasizing words the wrong way, or it could be that you're overdoing it, right? We're overacting or going over the top in certain places. So a while ago, I took an audiobook course from Pat Fraley. Uh, if you don't know who he is, he's a very uh, well, he's a famous audiobook narrator. He's also a very famous producer and audiobook coach. Where you know he works with people like Scott Brick and all sorts of really just uh, famous narrators, uh, really funny guy, and puts out a lot of courses for audiobooks. But, anyways, on one particular part, he went over uh, his uh, opinions about emphasis, and you know, I really liked kind of how he broke it down. And I kind of want to share just a little bit with you then my thoughts about how this can help us, whether it's in you know audiobooks or regular commercials or whatever we're doing. You know, expressiveness really makes a big difference in you know what we're you know what the idea is. And and as you know me, I'm a big proponent for the story underneath the story. 
right? The idea that it's not just the words we're saying, but there's also something underneath it. And and the way, one of the tools that we tell the story underneath the story is by emphasizing particular words. Now, uh, like I said, uh, according to Pat Fraley, when he put this out about emphasis, he came up with eight different uh eight different styles of emphasis. So, you know, the first two uh, was louder and softer. So when you emphasize a word, okay, or a phrase or something or a sentence, you can make it louder or softer, okay? You can then move on to pitch, right? We can make a pitch, we can go higher or we can go lower, okay? We can definitely do pitch variation. We can also elongate words or we can make them short, Okay, that's another way to do it. And then, of course, there is also we can pause before a word or we can pause after a word. That is, you like how I, you know, did that right there? (laughs) I'm an idiot, I know. But anyways, the point is, is that these are eight different ways that you can easily emphasize words. Okay, or even phrases. And what I want to do is I kind of want to dive into into each of them. So uh, and and give you uh, even give you uh, ways to practice. Okay, so let's talk about louder and softer. So, you know, there's some reasons that we would want to be louder or softer uh, in something that we are narrating, whether it is a commercial, whether it is an audiobook, or whether it's a narration, you know, whether it's uh, e-learning. Okay, you know, usually when something is louder, okay, it can be more forceful. Uh, it can be more in your face. It could be more, uh, you know, just raw. I mean, the reality is, is like as I talk to you guys, I talk pretty loud because this is just me normally talking when I'm instructing or giving information. But you know, when I get up to a microphone and I do some voiceovers, sometimes that are more intimate, and I want a more intimate setting. I get quieter. And I move a little closer to the mic and you can tell that my voice is softer. You know, because I'm closer to the mic, you don't miss out on the sound, but you can tell that it's a different feeling. And that's kind of one of the things that we as voiceover artists can really play on, whether you get this intimate feeling of being softer Okay, which again, I lowered the volume of my voice, but I also moved closer to my microphone and that gives a more intimate feeling and where you want to have an intimate feeling can be if you're trying to, you know, relay a sensitive message. Maybe you're doing a narration for a video that's talking about, you know, um, uh, you know, people, something happening, you know, I mean, with COVID and everything, I've done a lot of videos on COVID and what's happening, you know, in, in our country, in the world. And you know what I mean? And it, it's a very sensitive, a, a very emotional type thing. And it's a very intimate thing. Uh, even though it's a, it's a, it's a worldwide uh, pandemic, it's still very emotional. And, and, and a lot of the videos I do are very intimate, you know what I mean? So that's a way for me to emphasize words, phrases by, you know, being softer. Now, I can be louder, especially when I'm doing like gaming things or announcements or, you know, things where I'm supposed to project some sort of, um, you know, force or excitement or energy. 
right? Now, again, there's different types of energy. There's psychological energy, and then there's actual, you know, physical energy or kinetic energy, if you will. And I've talked about that a little bit in the past, the difference between psychological energy and kinetic energy. But in this particular case, we'll stay on the topic of louder and softer. So those are two ways that you can emphasize uh, words, phrases to give a more intimate feel or even to give a more, you know, um, raw upfront feel, uh, you know, uh, just just in your face type of, of feeling too. Uh, but next thing, let's go into higher and lower. So for me, what's interesting is, is the way I talk to you guys here, my, my, the pitch in my voice always goes up the more excited I get, right? The more excited, the more happy I am, the more thrilled I am to relay information, to tell someone about something, right? That's, that just happens in my voice, right? The pitch goes up. But a lot of people who work with me in voiceover, they want my pitch to be low. They like they like the pitch when it's lower. It feels more laid back. It feels more, you know, just normal, not crazy, just just a, a normal person relaying a message. Okay, and the crazy thing is, is why we attach the pitch in our brain to those different feelings is a biological thing, right? Uh, and we, you know, as, as, uh, uh, that kind of stuff in our brain really points us in that direction of like a lower pitch, you know, or as I'm a guy, I'm supposed to have a lower pitch in certain things and what would, you know, which that's silly, but we know that that's what I get hired for a lot is to do a lower pitch. So I can do that. And what it does again, is it brings me to that place where it allows me to sound more relaxed. It allows me to sound Again, even a little bit more in, intimate. If we can go lower pitch, a lot of times it helps sound sultry, right? Even more of like a sexy type of voice, the lower it is, okay? Uh, the higher your pitch is, again, I, just like using me as an example, the higher my voice goes, a lot of times it's excitement, okay? It's it's a, a thrill. It's It's just energy, and you can still have energy with a low pitch voice, but it just usually, you know, when you emphasize words or phrases or sentences or even, you know, paragraphs, you know, as you go higher in your pitch throughout that, it's going to emphasize energy. And a lot of times what I see happening with voice actors is they are using this massive pitch variation all in places that that don't make sense because the words or the story that's going on doesn't call for it and that's where that odd uh, emphasis and expressiveness come in and you're like okay well it just sounds weird and you know it you feel it you're like I don't understand why this feels weird I just wish I could read it normally because you're trying to put emphasis on things and express them in a certain way and they're not matching up with the story that you're actually trying to tell all right so the next two things we're going to talk about is the long and elongating words and shortening words this is a real, uh, this can be a challenge, but it can be really powerful. Just like I did right there. You see, I emphasized really powerful to catch your attention, to make you hold up, stop, think about what I am saying. Okay. That's something that you can do. And uh, successful speakers and orators use the elongated words and shortening words a lot. Okay. I do it all the time. 
All right, I, I, I do it in the beginning, I do it at the end. I also use the next two, which we'll get to in a second, which is pausing before and pausing after for emphasis, for making people think, for making people wait on the on the tip of their chair about what you're gonna say, right? Um, but moving to the long, elongating and shortening, these are this is a, a great uh, way to practice. So what you can do is you can get some copy. And, you know, if you have a partner, that would be an ideal thing. But a lot of times we don't. So you have to record yourself. And what you want to do is you want to, you know, get some copy, read it all the way through from beginning to end. Okay, record yourself. Then go back through, take a pencil or if you're, you know, you're using your computer, use a highlighter and highlight some words that you want to emphasize and elongate them, for example. Go back and read over that text again, uh, elongating those words, and then listen back to it. And what you'll find is when you're doing it, it's going to feel really weird because you're not used to it, right? You're not used to it, okay? Uh, It's just like starting something brand new for the first time. You're not used to it. It doesn't mean it's not great. It just means you're just not used to doing it. So once you listen back to it, you'll be pleasantly surprised all right, about how it sounds. And you can do that with all of these, like shortening words. Like, why would you want to shorten a word? Well, again, shortening a word can emphasize it. You know, just like I did right there, it can emphasize it. If I shorten it, it emphasizes it. It almost is like this staccato thing if you study music, right? Da-da, da-da, da-da. Okay, it can, it can add extra emphasis to something where you do something quickly and then you pause afterwards that really emphasizes that area you add more than just one emphasis like shortening word and then a pause after okay or you can pause before so moving on to our next and our last two that we're talking about is pausing before and pausing after a word a sentence etc this is very powerful, especially when you are, you know, narrating something that is making people think, right? That is really making uh, points or philosophy or feelings or emotions, okay? Something, you know, messing with that part of the brain because it's, and, and it's the same for comedy, right? It's the same for comedy. It's giving the brain time to catch up when when we when uh, whenever I teach comedy to people and actors, one of the hardest things and and you hear this and you say comedy comedy is all about timing, right? And this is this is it. And you know some people are just they they it seems like they're born with comedy timing, where other people their timing is all wrong, uh, which is funny within itself. But the point here is that being able to pause before. Uh, something important or be able to pause after something, okay, really allows you to determine what people view as important and what people view as not important. Because if I was to say to you, the most important thing to remember is that you pause, right? You were waiting, (laughs) right? You were waiting on the tip of your chair there for just a split second. What is he going to say? He said, the most important thing is uh, right. You built, so I can build energy. And that was a way to build psycho, uh, psychological energy by pausing. Okay. And if I pause after something, it gives you time to think, right? If I was to say to you, you have to do this or you won't be successful. 
You see what I mean? You've got to like, like just letting it sit there and you knew what I was going to do, but you still stopped for a moment and thought, okay, well, huh, that's an interesting thought, right? I gave you time to think about it. And this is where, you know, when we talk about even like AI and bots, this is the power of using, you know, real voices and, and who, you know, and, and real people because, you know, we have these different ways of expressing a story or a vision or an idea or a thought. The story underneath the story, not just the words, but it's the story you're telling underneath those words by the way you put emphasis or emphasis on those words. Okay? It's a very powerful thing, but as a practitioner and a business owner and also, you know, an artist, I mean, you know, we're, we're actors here and we need to be good at our craft. This is important for us to recognize and remember and think about. And I, I love, again, I love how, I want to thank Pat Fraley. I love how he laid this out, um, This these eight. And you could probably come up with all kinds of different ones than just eight. Okay. There's tons of different ways to do something, but you know, in this particular case, you know, I, I want to go over them again and I, I challenge you to get some copy, you know, take some time, either, you know, get a partner, join our Fiverr elite on Saturdays and we can do, cause we do sessions like this every Saturday where we, uh, break off and, and break out rooms with about four people. And we do copy and, and work together. something we've added, uh, for voice acting. Anyways, the point is, is, you know, work on being louder or softer using a higher pitch or a lower pitch elongating your words or shortening your words and pausing before and after your words. This is an incredible tool, an incredible exercise for you. And I promise you, if you work on this, it will begin to, you will begin to really show more expressiveness and be conscious about what you're emphasizing, but not sound like it's weird and awkward because you're doing it on purpose. See, most of what we do is also about confidence. How confident are you with saying things? Do you notice how I just paused between those two? All right. It, it, it gives you emphasis and meaning the importance of what I say. The challenge we run into as voice actors is that we have to do that with copy that was not written for us 99% of the time, right? Uh, they don't know who we are, so they just wrote it. It's not written in a cadence that we, you know, that that's for us. It's also written and not spoken. So a lot of times, and we know this, working with a lot of people, I mean, doing a lot of voiceovers, we don't always get copy that really makes a lot of sense when you read it out loud as well as it does written on a page. So we have to also contend with that. And to top it all off, a lot of times we're selling something, right? So it's a part of, you know, we're doing multiple things, but being able to use these eight different means of emphasis will really help you become a better voice actor and give that, you know, start like give that extra, that little extra something to your delivery. Okay. All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope this helps. Again, thank you, Pat Fraley, for that amazing course, which I took many years ago, but it's still amazing, and I still want to thank him. And uh, all of you, thank you so much for listening. Again, if you get a chance, please feel free to leave a review on iTunes or Spotify, or I don't even know if you can leave a review on Spotify. I'm sure you can. Um, but, uh, you know, I do appreciate it. We're going to be keeping uh, doing more of these 
uh, voice acting tutorials as we go along, as well as on the YouTube channel. So check that out. And I hope to talk to you guys soon. All right. Thank you. Have a wonderful week. Peace. Peace.